you orient yourself in the morning is going to set the, the parameters of what you do throughout the day. It seems simple, but it is literally the most important advice I think I could give you today. To start your day with the Word of God. To start your day by filling your heart and your mind with the things that are most important. And when you do that, to meditate on that throughout the day. And he says, I'll be satisfied when I remember you on my bed. The end of your day. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you, our listeners. Today we continue to think about how to seek the Lord and count our blessings. Starting our morning with perspective as we pray for God's guidance and ending our day counting our blessings and naming them one by one. Stay tuned for that message. But first, we'll continue our conversation with Jared Wilson as we talk about his excellent Advent book and devotional. The many voices are coming together for that one message. I'm your host, Adam Miller. You're listening to Songtime Radio.
My mind is still a little bit wrapped up with our series in the book of Galatians, especially when it came to the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, you know the rest. Love, joy, and peace are also themes that we have for the Christmas story, and yet I think we often consider these terms only within the context of our world here. We want love for each other, we want joy and happiness in this life, and we want peace on earth. We want everyone to just get along with each other. But that is not necessarily the fruit of the Spirit in the context of the Bible, because we can have joy even when the circumstances around us do not kind of feed our joy, and we can have love for people that hate us, love our enemies. We can also have peace even though the world is in chaos, because our peace is with God. Our guest today is my good friend Jared Wilson, who's written a book called Gifts of Grace, 25 Advent Devotionals, and each day it dwells on one of the gifts, uh, joy and love and peace, that God gives us through the work of Jesus Christ. And Jared, I think that that's so important because it's very hard for us to see all of these elements as the gifts of God, especially when they're spiritual gifts. They're not necessarily the gifts that we think of during the holiday season. That's right. And, you know, one of the day's um, gifts, I I won't reveal which day because I want it to be a surprise, um, you know, focuses on our future glorification, the, the end goal of the Holy Spirit sanctifying work in us that at the moment that we see Christ face to face, when um, you know, the kingdom is being consummated in, in his appearing. We will be glorified as as well. We will have sin, uh, you know, finally, totally vanquished from us and we'll, we'll live um, in, you know, with resurrection bodies. We'll, we'll put on immortality, as the scriptures say, and live in a, you know, restored um, earth. Um, that's a great gift that we have to look forward to. And it's a promise that we have that's you know, we don't enjoy, of course, this side of the veil. We, none of us reaches perfection this side of heaven. And yet there is a day we look forward to when we will see um, as we are seen and we'll know um, as as we are known. Um, and, you know, we also look forward to just, uh, you know, basking in the glory of Christ. You know, the book of Revelation says, you know, the lamb will be the lamp of the new creation. And there'll be a day that when we see him face to face and we won't need the sun anymore. Because we'll, you know, we'll be um, in orbit, so to speak, uh, you know, in worshipful orbit around the true, uh, you know, Son of Righteousness, Jesus Christ Himself, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the book a little bit. Is just every day, let's sort of sit and stare at the sun, and be kind of blinded by the glory of Jesus uh, as much as as much as possible. I think that's so important, and what we try to do all of the time is hold the gospel in front of people's eyes and, and point people to Jesus. As I like to say, uh, to linger a little bit longer at the foot of the cross and to celebrate uh, at the empty tomb. Uh, when we think about the what we're trying to convey, it's it's above the typical nostalgia that we often have during the Christmas season. It's important for us to be reminded of that because the weight of the the pressure around us in the world is thinking peace and we're thinking what's happening in our, in our present world and our immediate circumstances. But really the peace that we're talking about is the gift of grace is that we have peace with God. He has reconciled us to the Father. He has united us to himself. We are, according to Paul, more than conquerors, even if our, our bodies are being led to the slaughter. 
Um, we actually, you know, because of Jesus, not because of ourselves, but because of Jesus, have a vindication that has been secured for us. Um, he is upholding the universe by the word of his power. And so even to enjoy the gospel is, in, in a real sense, to lean into the sovereignty of God and to, because the gospel is the, is the true story of reality. It's the, it, it's the good news uh, that, that comes to invade a world of bad news. And it's sort of, um, you know, God's climactic way of saying through the work of his son, sin will not have the last word. I will have the last word because I created this place and I'm going to recreate this place. And so to kind of um, dwell in the gospel and, and, and stare at the gospel is uh, in a very real and vital way to um, seed, so you know, our submission to to God's control and to His authority. We've been talking with my friend Jared Wilson about his latest Advent devotional called "Gifts of Grace," an excellent resource, one we would love to make available to you as a thank you for your support to the Songtime Ministry. Consider it your end of the year donation. Uh, this book will help you go through the various days of Advent. Uh, starting off on December 1st. So get your copy today and give us a call, 508-362-7070, and spend this Christmas season, this holiday season, focusing in on the gospel message and counting your blessings. That is the whole point of this day as we celebrate Thanksgiving. We are remembering the gifts of God and and not not cherishing the gifts more than the one who has given us those gifts. That is the key. Um, Not putting the gift in the place of the giver. And that's what we want to challenge you with, especially today for Thanksgiving, as you think about all of the things you're thankful for. Don't forget the one who gives us all good things. Well, today we're continuing in that same study as we're working through uh, Psalm 63, a sermon that I preached uh, actually a couple years ago now, but one that deals with how to seek the Lord and how to count our blessings. In this message, we'll break it down, how to start our day early and earnestly in the morning, focusing and getting our attentions and our mindset right, looking to Jesus, uh, making sure that we are starting our day with Scripture, but then ending our day by counting our blessings and considering all that God has done. Here is my message from Psalm 63. Do you want to know how to seek the Lord? Thirst for Him. Look to Him and praise Him. That's it. Does it get any simpler than that? seems too simple. That's it. That's what the psalmist teaches us. But seeking doesn't have that end reward. It doesn't have that, that thing that we're craving, that thing that we need, that filling. And that's where the next passage comes in. Verse 5, My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When, when, when will it happen? When you do this. I mean, that's the next word. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. We have a problem in our life. We struggle with circumstances in our life, and it seems too simple that we could balance things out. But let me tell you what. This psalm gives us a prescription. Earnestly I seek you. This idea of earnestly is the idea of of priorities, that you're going to seek God first and foremost, your first fruits, so to speak. But it also carries that weight of early, when you begin your day, with the Lord. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I struggle with this. 
uh, especially now when, when our alarm clocks are on our phones, right? You, you go to your phone, you reach for your phone, and it's the first thing you look at. You go, well, I've got to check my emails. Oh, my goodness, stress, work, work, work. Oh, let me see, let's, let's look on social media. Oh, my goodness, drama. And your day starts horribly. I guarantee it. You start with your troubles. You start with the problems. You get into a little bicker, a little fight. And that sets the temperature for the rest of your day. I actually had to go out and buy an old-fashioned alarm clock. <laughs> so I won't spend the first hour of my day filling it with stress. <laughs> so my phone's out of reach. I have an alarm clock, a real one. I still hit snooze way too many times, but I have a real alarm clock. And I try for the first hour of the day not to look at my phone, not to focus on all of the other distractions. Focus on God. How you orient yourself in the morning is going to set the, the parameters of what you do throughout the day. It seems simple, but it is literally the most important advice I think I could give you today. To start your day with the Word of God. To start your day with Scripture. To start your day with listening to song time. I mean, li you know, listening to the Bible on audio. Whatever you have to do. To start your day by filling your heart and your mind with the things that are most important. And when you do that, to meditate on that throughout the day. And he says, I'll be satisfied when I remember you on my bed. The end of your day. Start your day with the Word and end your day reflecting on all the things that God has done. Now, I love to hear people's testimonies. And I'll ask people, tell me your story. Tell me your testimony. And it always starts off when I was six years old and I grew up in the church and I had this experience. It's like, how old are you? Like, what, 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 what's recent? What's current? I mean, how long ago was that for you? What has God done in your life today? What is God doing now that gives you the reassurance of his grace you know, so often we're so focused on something that happened years and years ago that we don't see that God is doing things now in our midst to point us to him. So let me encourage you. When you go to bed at night and it says here in the watches of the night, so he's running from his son Absalom. He's probably got to do a little night shift of watching to make sure that the enemies don't creep up on them while they're sleeping. In those moments when you can't sleep, when anxiety is overwhelming you, don't count sheep. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Focus on all the good things that God is doing. When you start your day with the Word of God, when you start your day with worship, and you end your day with meditation and remembrance and worship, you have bookended your day with the priority of God. And imagine how that's going to comfort you. He says in verse 7, You have been my help. In the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. When you do that, when you really focus in, you start your day with the Word of God and you end your day with, with remembering all the things that God has done, morning and evening, you start to realize that God has been faithful every step of the way. One of my favorite quotes is from Stephen Curtis Chapman. A song he says, I may not see in front of me, but I can see for miles when I look over my shoulder. But Lord, it's clear. You've brought me here. You've been faithful every step of the way. You should end your day, every day, with that thought. That God has been faithful, all the circumstances that you have faced. And I've got to tell you, you will sleep better because you will not be carrying with you all the things that keep you up at night. Don't count sheep. Count your blessings. And the shadow of the wing, a reminder that God has watched over us, that he shelters us like a mother hen watches over her chicks. A reminder that God is, God is there. He is not allowing anything into your life that doesn't pass through him. Let me repeat that. There is nothing that happens to you in your life that does not pass through the grace of God. There is nothing that happens to you that does not first pass through the grace of God. 
And you can praise him even for the heartaches, even for the troubles, even for the difficulties, because by the grace of God, he is working in you. He who began this good work in you will complete it in the day of Christ. He will not stop until you are perfected, until you are shaped into the image of Christ. All of these things are about conformity to the Son. You are under the shelter of his wing, and nothing in this life happens to you that does not first pass through the grace of God. So praise him. And don't wander away from that. (laughs) Don't wander away from his wing. Don't step outside of that. Cling to him, it says in verse 8. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. In Hebrew, the right hand is his strength. His strength will uphold you. You are not strong enough to face the troubles in this world. That's true. You're not. This is why you get crushed. Have you been crushed lately? I have. You get crushed because you are not strong enough. This world will destroy you. As they say, no one gets out alive. It will crush you. This world is a hostile place. If you haven't figured that out, you've been living, you've been living in a bubble. You cannot face these troubles alone. It is God's strength that upholds you. So don't wander from the shelter of his wing. Well, on Thanksgiving, we sit around with friends and family and neighbors, and we talk about the things that we are thankful for. What are the things that bring you joy, bring you peace, and fill your heart with love? We think about the holiday season. Those are the terms we consider most. And in the same regard, we're also thinking about the fruit of the Spirit. These are gifts. They're fruit that come from God himself. As we cling to the vine, we bear fruit not out of our own effort, not out of our own conjuring up all of the nutrients, but because we are attached to the vine. And Jesus is the vine. So make sure this Thanksgiving that as you are giving thanks for all of the gifts that God has given us, that we are not considering the gifts the ultimate goal. It is actually the giver who is the one who is most important. As we start our day and we consider how to frame our time and frame our thinking and focus our direction, we also want to consider opportunities all around us to share our faith. You should start your day with prayer, asking God for direction, asking Him for wisdom. Start your day in Scripture and asking God to open your eyes around you to see what you can actually do to influence others in our faith, to be a witness, to share your faith, to evangelize, especially as you rub shoulders with friends, family, and neighbors. But then at the end of today, let me challenge you, instead of ending the day with all of your concerns and fears about tomorrow, stop and think about all the things that God has blessed you with. I know we sit around for dinner, a late lunch, whatever it is, you're having Thanksgiving with your friends and your family, your neighbors, you are thinking, it's fresh in your mind what you're thankful for. But let me encourage you tonight, to start that as a daily practice. Instead of counting sheep, count your blessings. Name them one by one. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our staff here at Songtime. I'm thankful for our many contributors who help keep this broadcast on the air. I am so thankful for my family, and I'm thankful for my church. I am thankful, ultimately, for all of the blessings that God has given me and the one who is most important, Christ alone, who is the one who has given us all good things. Thank you to Jesus. Thank you to God, the giver of life, of love, 
joy, and peace. If we've been able to bless you, let me encourage you to be a blessing to us in return. You can do so by writing to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call. It's 508-362-7070. And thank you for your end-of-the-year donation and considering Songtime in your uh, proclamation of the gospel, your advancing of the kingdom of God. You can also head over to our website at songtime.com, or you can look us up on social media. But don't forget to tune in again tomorrow. Even though it might be hard with getting out there to do all of your shopping on Black Friday, we need to be reminded again to keep our priorities right and watch the idols of our heart. You are not the master of your life, and you're a terrible master at that. But you serve one of two things. You either serve God or you serve the treasures of this world. And when you serve the treasures of this world, you will go down with them. On behalf of everyone here at Songtime and our late founder, Dr. John DeBrine, who has always encouraged you to grow in grace so that you won't groan in disgrace, we want to thank you for listening. From Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller with our theme verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you.